Welcome to the Soul Tribe Podcast. The Soul Tribe Podcast was created to help you navigate through the world of spirituality, wellness, and self-development in an easy, grounded, and relatable way. We break down everything from the Akashic Records, manifesting, spirituality, and so much more. We want to help expand your boundaries and bring the spiritual world to you in a fun and easy way. Get ready to be inspired with tips, tools, and easy-to-digest information. Let's do this. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Soul Tribe Podcast. Lorena and I today wanted to talk about our own, like, individual, very unique, because they're not similar at all, journeys on, like, how we became the kind of healers or workers that we are now. And uh, we thought it was a nice compliment to the last episode we released because the last one was like, you know, coming out of your comfort zone and taking your next step and things like that. And always like, you know, always going to the next step, not just staying stagnant. Like like you had said, those were your words. I remember, you love that word stagnant, Lorena. Yeah, I use that word a lot. Actually. Yeah, <laughs> Thanks for making me right now. I'm going to become really self-conscious. <laughs> Um, and so I think the, 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 the good idea was to like speak about how we went like from this and to that and to that, because yeah, where we've gotten, where we're, we're at the point where we teach, it took me a while to feel ready for that actually. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, 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 that, that's like another thing. If you think about it on your journey as like a light worker healer for a lot of us, that'll be teaching what we know because it might help expand that knowledge and the healing even further because it's not just you doing that healing. Somebody else could be helping with that too. They feel called to it. Yeah. Yeah. For you, it was a much more conscious decision, I think, for when you were like, oh, I'm going to become, well, level one, it was, I think it was just more, I don't know. Well, well I'm going to ask you in a second why you did level one, but I know why you did level two. Like it would just like hit you like, oh, I got to, I got to do it. Like I got to do it. Right. Yeah. For me, level one was like a let me get rid of this that's happening in my life like it was like my spiritual team had like grabbed me by the hair and thrown me in like a, like you know the lake like go swim <laughs> yeah yeah which is like very me anyways like I wouldn't have done it ever probably if they hadn't done that like that that whole scenario with me and then level two was I it was just I had healed so much from learning level one that I'm like, I needed, I need to be able to give this, like, there's, I got to be able to reach other people. And I knew that at the time, like when we were first getting into learning level one, it was a a beginning thing in South America. It was not a thing like almost at all in the United States, let alone the rest of the world. And it was like, dude, like no one speaks, no one that did a catchphrase even spoke English. All the ladies we knew only spoke Spanish. Yeah. And I yeah, was like, very true. oh my God, like people that speak English need to also be able to get to this tool. This is an amazing tool. Like, so I remember that was the reason why I did it because I, I, I wanted to give back what I had been given because I had been such a rebellious person, such an angry person. I was so upset at the world. I was like, I was not, yeah, I was not in a great place. And then the cash records happened and it was like a 180 for me. You definitely were pushed in that direction. Like you needed to do that. And it's so funny how each of us will be guided in a different way. 
I think for you, because of your personality, and we talk a lot about how things sometimes happen around our personality and how we are and who we are, and you needed to experience those premonition dreams, have that like desperation to be guided into getting a reading so that you could get that message from the reader, from your spiritual team to say, just do this and you'll be fine. And it was, it was like it alleviated so much but those dreams were also telling you something that you couldn't quite put a finger on. You needed somebody to help you through that. And that's something I talk a lot about sometimes, um, like on my social media of like, you're, or even when I do readings, it's like, you're not alone. You don't have to do everything on your own. You can get help from other people. It could be a reader, a healer, a friend, a therapist, a counselor. It depends like where you're at in your journey and what you feel you need. But you were literally like thrust into that. And I think mom for us was a huge kind of help because we wouldn't have gotten that kind of reading otherwise. And, they, and that information that you got in that reading and that Akashic Records reading, that never came through in any other kind of reading. It didn't come through in like a psychic reading or a, an astrology reading. It didn't come through in that way. So it was interesting that it had to happen in that way for us. For, it, for me also to observe you going through that transition and you being able to say, wow, these dreams aren't happening anymore. Like I'm somehow channeling something that makes me feel better and I'm able to kind of get those messages in a more conscious state instead of like this subconscious dreaming, which I think for you was like you could breathe again. You could, you could feel somewhat normal. And the fact that our grandma in all this was able to kind of guide you too and give you advice and help you like not feel alone, I think, because there weren't, I don't know anybody else that was going through what you were going through. I didn't know anybody. I think, no. I, I think I still don't know, like to the severeness of the way that I went through it. I don't know if I know anyone now that went through it that way. Yeah. It was three years and it was literally seeing like, I remember, there's specific dream, there's specific ones I remember, and some of them that I, I seem to have blocked out quite a few. I'm like, I can't remember even the details of other ones. Like, I remember, like, the good one, which is, like, the Hudson River one. I remember that one. Because <laughs> the Hudson River one was, every, like, people actually survived, and there was, like, no nobody died. There was no casualties. So I remember just, I knew that I was, I knew that I was in New York, and I, I, I was pretty sure that I was in the city of New York, but I knew that I was in New York, but I wasn't so familiar with like where, like I wasn't so familiar with like, oh, this big body of water is always the Hudson River kind of scenario. Like I didn't, I wasn't fully that too, too much knowledge about New York City in that sense, but I remember a body of water and I remember a plane coming down and I remember that was out of all the dreams, that was the one where I felt the most accompanied do you remember this was a funny one? I was most accompanied by like a guide. And this before we saw the accident, it was basically me and mom. And we were kind of like going around. I don't know. We were we were having fun. And then all of a sudden, like someone like we became really good friends with someone that was like, I don't know, just someone you meet on the street. And then somehow she's like hanging out with us. And we go to some sort of like restaurant. And I was like, oh, guys, let's take a picture. Mm-hmm. And then the, 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 like the person, the third person, which was like a feminine energy, which I don't remember faces or anything, but I remember, I remember it was like hanging out with another girl. I remember I said, they, the person says to me, no, well, I won't come out. And I said, why not? It's like, no, I'm not going to come out. I won't be able to come out in the picture. 
I, oh, come on. And I took the picture. <laughs> so I'm like selfieing the picture. Mom's on one side of me. This girl's on the other side of me. I take the picture and I look at the camera and that person that was on my right side wasn't in the picture. It was just blank space and then mom next to me and it was like the weirdest like it was happening in the dream i'm like what is this i don't understand and then she just totally changes the subject and says let's go we got to get in the car now and then i get in the car (laughs) with her it's a white i remember it's a white car and i remember i'm in the front seat with her she's the one doing the driving and mom was in the back seat and so she starts driving and then all of a sudden i see Two, like, two cars that's like, I can, for some reason, I know one of them's not going to stop at the light it's supposed to, which means that it's about to hit full, full, like, head collision with another car. And I say to her, no, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, it's going to happen, it's going to happen, stop, stop, do something, do something. And then, boom, they collide. And then I say to her, stop the car, like, unblock the car, stop the car, let me out, let me out, let me out. And she goes, no, you can't do anything, we're only here to observe. And I said, what are you talking about? Why wouldn't you just come about a car and try to help someone? Like, maybe we could save someone. Maybe we can, like, I don't know, like, get to help them out of the car. I don't know. Maybe it's severe. And she looks at me. She says, we're here to be observers. And then all of a sudden, mom's gone. Mom's no longer in the back seat. I'm like, well, where's mom? All right, whatever. But I'm just, like, in the middle of the whole, like, freaking out thing. And she says, we're here to be observers. And then I was like, oh, my God, Okay. And then all of a sudden that like dissipates, that scenario dissipates. And then we start walking. We're out of the car and we start walking and we're walking against that body of water in that like city. And then I see an airplane and I said, oh my God, look, oh my, that's a, that seems a little bit low. I was like, wait. And I, and I like, was looking at, at the airplane. I was looking at her and I said, hey, if I remember correctly, airplanes aren't allowed a thousand feet below altitude, unless you're landing. Uh, over like populated areas and 500 over coastal areas. And I'm like, what's going, what's going on? And she said, just watch. And then it's coming down. It's coming out. I'm like, nope, that airplane's not landing in an airport. It's not going to make it to an airport. They said, oh my God, it's going down in the water. Oh my God, it's going down in the water. Oh my God, it's going down in the water. I'm freaking out. I'm freaking out. And then she's like, we're here to observe. And she's like trying to calm me down. And we see the airplane go down and like land in the water and I'm just, for me, it was just one of, one of my many like premonitions where like everything's going to go sour and everyone's going to die. And then I see someone come out of the, like on the wing, come out of like the airplane. And then I see more people like, oh my God, everyone survived. Did everyone survive? Everyone survives, right? And I'm asking her, I'm like, everyone made it? And she goes, everyone makes it. Oh my God, everyone makes it. Oh my God, everyone makes it. I'm like, this is, this is, this is insane. I was telling her, this is insane. I can't believe we were here when it happened. And then I wake up and then like usual, it ends up happening later on. Right. So like, that was just the the best one of all the dreams I had, like the best one, because I didn't see death. Then I remember one in Brazil that I would have to look it up because I don't remember the details in specific, but I remember the one in Brazil where like, it just boom, near like the water, like the coast, the coast, like the, um, that was a, the Air France one, right? I don't know. It was, it was a well-known one that happened. Air France near Fernando de Noronha up in the north. Oh, probably. But I remember Lorena. That one was tragic. Yeah. Imagine that I saw it about three weeks before it happened. Yeah, it was always like a couple weeks or a week before it happened. It was usually two weeks to a month. So it could be two weeks or it could be like a month. 
It's funny because now that you're not so much in the aviation world, it feels like those dreams kind of stopped after a couple of years after that, right? Well, they stopped. They stopped because I. They told me like if I took Akashic Records seriously, if I learned to channel for myself, and I learned to channel like receive messages for others, and so I. I. I said. Are you serious? That's all I have to do? Like, well, all. But, like, that's what I have to do? No, stop? They're like, yeah, because you're learning to use your brain for something else other than just thinking. That's what they they had said to me. Mm-hmm. And then my biggest lesson, supposedly, was to learn to use my brain for something else other than thinking. And my other lesson was supposed to be to learn that death didn't exist. That I was... That my biggest problem with those scenarios, all those dreams that I had for all those years that I had them, the biggest problem was that I was seeing, I was taking it as I was seeing the death of everybody. And I was like, yeah. and I yeah. remember telling the reader, I mean, yeah, <laughs> they're all dying. I mean, going, right. And I mean, and then she's like, yeah, but those, what you're doing is you're, you're seeing the souls leave the way they plan to leave and you're helping. And then I remember feeling really crappy when she told me, the reader told me that my soul was actually helping them because she was making sure that they lived the experience that they came here to. And I never accepted that part. That part she said to me. Like, I still don't accept that part that she said. I'm like, I don't think I have anything to do with the choice that they made. I think I just chopped into the timeline. So I, I don't fully accept that. Maybe it's my ego that doesn't want to see it that way. But maybe. <laughs> so that's well, what made me do yeah. it, right? Yeah, you're. And then how was your transition? Because we always talk about mine to level two. My, well, I'll talk about my level one quickly. Were you, were you into anything before, like, Akashic Records? Like, you liked tarot. I remember you had, like, a tarot deck. When I was, like, 13, I bought a tarot deck. Yeah. Um, and then Grandma gave me a tarot. Well, I lost those because I had bought them in the States, and then we moved to Uruguay, and I don't know where they went. And then Grandma gave me my, like, the, the, the deck that I still have till this day. And she said, yeah, here. I mean, she kind of, like, gave me the layout of how to put the cards down, but they were all in Portuguese. So I was in the beginning, I was finding oh, it a little hard. They? Yeah. The cards were on Portuguese. Those were her, those were her first set of cards and she gave them to me. I think that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to gift them to people, right? Are you like, you don't buy your own tarot deck. Like people gift it to you or something. That's what I heard somewhere. Maybe I'm wrong. I, yeah. I just don't think you're supposed to give yours to someone, but th- that was because grandma was always know. saying that I was supposed to receive messages for people. So I think that was her way of saying yeah. like, take the next like, step or something. Yeah. And, those, and like you said, that that'll come in signs. Like we'll get signs. We'll know, we'll feel it. We'll get signs or messages ourselves. For her, me level one was kind of yeah, not as exciting as yours, that's for sure. Mine wasn't exciting, Lorraine. I wanted to, like, oh. But yours is, like, action-packed and drama. And yeah, that's my life. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's your life. Mine was more like, you know, I got curious about the records, the Akashic Records, because, like I said, I had that friend that later on I had mentioned, I don't know if mom had mentioned it first or they mentioned it. I don't remember how what order that was in. And I told mom, I'm like, mom, they know an Akashic record. She's like, oh my God. Yes. And then I she think went, you first. went first. No, mom went first. Mom went first. Okay. I wasn't sure if it was you or mom. Mom went first, then you went, and then I went. And um, when I went, I just, I always say this, and I think it's one of the first episodes of how the Akashic records changed my life. Like it, it was the only moment in my life up to that point, I was probably like 20 something that I felt so connected to myself and my soul 
and something bigger. I'd never felt that way before, ever, not even trying to meditate or going to therapy, you know, plus we have to rewind a little bit knowing that I had been through years and years of panic attacks, depression, anxiety. So there was always something pulling me and not grounding me and making me feel like I was always in my head, always in these emotions that I wasn't dealing with. And the Akashic Record session, the first one I had, we all had it with the same, same reader. It was like life-changing for me. It made me feel connected to myself and made me feel like I could start to understand myself and my emotions a little bit deeper and stuff about my inner child came through and stuff about my emotions and even like the move that we had done when we were so little. I was I was five when we moved to New York. So all those things started to, to come up and lots of stuff about my mental health and stuff like that. And, you know, that to me, I always say I, I always knew when it was the next time to get a reading because I would know six months like a clock like clockwork I'd be like oh I need another session and it would I'd get twice a year it was kind of like my thing it held it kind of held me together it's in some way and it made me feel really good but I had a lot of trouble connecting to my own records like and I think in one of those readings I don't know if it was like a couple years in of doing a readings like a, maybe a year and a half or two so I'd gotten a couple readings that reader said you know you could learn to read your own I was like, what is she talking about me? <laughs> how am I going to do that? Like, no way. I, I like looked up to her so much. I was like, how does she do this? This is so amazing. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. So I think it was like a weekend and it was great. I loved it, but I, I got stuck in my head. And I think that's when I started to realize like there were things about my own feeling of like, I wasn't, I didn't feel capable of doing this kind of spiritual work. And I had so much inner work to do that kept clouding me even feeling like I could connect. And I, I think I was connecting because I look back and I think about some of those messages I was getting. I just wasn't trusting them. You know, when we always talk about in level one, when we teach it like, is that my head? Is that my ego? Or is that, well, it, it might be a message, but if you're already getting your ego involved, then it probably isn't. So that was my level one. And I think it might have not served in the same way, but it served me to, to start to trust myself a little bit more. But the readings themselves helped me feel connected to myself and my mission, my purpose. I went through years of just doubting what the heck. And I kept feeling like I was here to do something bigger, to bring awareness to something, to, I don't know, to use all the skills that I was learning in some way. And I couldn't figure it out. I kept overthinking it and overthinking and overthinking to the point where I just kept trying things and trying things. And it kept feeling like I was failing and I was so hard on myself. And then one day it all just made sense, you know, when I did level two and it took years, I mean, years, we're talking about from the first time I got a reading and studied level one to doing level two was probably 15 years. You know, the amount of time you were probably opening records wow, for that's people. A lot. Yeah. I went, I went yeah, into level like two that. right away because it was just I mean, you had anxiety. I had like, I didn't have anxiety because of the dreams. I was becoming really depressed because of the dreams. Because I would yeah, wake up I crying. That. I would wake up crying. I remember there was a Venezuelan one. Like I would know, that's the thing. I would know where I was in the world, around the area I was. But I wouldn't know what airline. But I would be able to see usually like the 
the way that the airplane was falling or maybe I saw fire or wing or like, you know, I would, it's like I kind of figured out the scenario. Like, like I remember the Brazil one and I just remember seeing the airplane go into the water. And I was like, what just happened? And then I remember, I guess time would pass and more dreams would happen and I wouldn't do anything, right? The whole point was they were sending that to me to like wake me up. That was my wake up call, right? And so the more time passed, the worse the dreams got were like, they would make me more involved. So yeah. I remember the one that triggered me to go, I'm, I cannot do this anymore. No. The one that triggered me to get to that point was the one that was Venezuela where they put me in the fuselage with the passengers while everyone was getting lit on fire. There was this massive fire and people were screaming and I was seeing people's faces and I was, I just, and then I woke up and I said, no, this one's not happening. No, this one's not happening. No. And then like, and I stopped, I didn't watch the news. Like I was avoiding the news. Like, but I was working, I was working at, um, takeoff.com with you at the time. Mm-hmm. And everybody knew that I was also flying, um, like at the airport cause I was a student pilot. So I, every time anybody talked about like, oh, flight, and I would hear them talk about flights, I would walk off. I didn't want to hear about it. Like, I, I didn't want to hear about, like, I didn't want to hear about any accidents. And especially after that one had happened, which I'm pretty, I think I remember correctly, it was around Venezuela, something like that. And, um, and then one of our coworkers came to me and said, hey, Lou. I said, yeah. And he said, oh, you're a pilot. Did you hear about that really awful accident? And I said, no, please, God, no, please, God, no, please, no, no, no. I remember my head, I was just, not to him, but I was seeing in my head, no, please, 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 no, please, no, please, no. Don't be the dream that I had. And then he goes, yeah, look it up, it's really bad. And then you see it, and it was just like the airplane was black. Like, and it was just, oh, it was just a mess. I, I, I just blocked it half of it. It was like a mess. But I remember when I saw parts that looked bl- like black, like the, either because it had gone on fire or something, I was like, That's, no. And it was around the area that I had, like, perceived I went into the, that was the day I went into the bathroom at work. Thankfully it was like the late shift. So there was like barely anyone working cause I was working the late shift at the time. And I run into the bathroom and I started breaking down and crying and I called mom. I like went like, went to the stool, like a movie, you know, like it went to the stool, grabbing my phone. I said, mom, I can't, like, it happened again. Like I can't do this. Like I swear to God, one more, I remember telling mom one more dream. I'm, I'm taking, I'm taking myself out. I can't, I don't want to live this anymore. Like if I have one more of these dreams, I'm just going to kill myself. Like I'm, I can't do this anymore. And I was crying and bawling and then I had to go back to work and pretend like, like, you know, I didn't want anybody to realize because it's just weird. Mm-hmm. Why is she crying? I just told her about an accident. She's like, I don't know. Like I felt weird. Like no one really, I think I didn't tell anybody. I don't remember now. I get blocked out so much. I don't know if I was telling anybody besides mom and you about it, but you told me up to certain points, but I think. It was mostly mom, I think, I was telling. I think it was mostly mom, because mom was in all this spiritual stuff. She kind of understood it, I think, a little bit more than I. I was, you know, I was dealing with all my own, like, mental health stuff. I was definitely not telling anybody I was working with, and I was definitely not telling anybody that I was studying no. aviation stuff with. I can tell you, I can tell you that. No, no, of course Because it was like, I was, I'd be the crazy girl. But yeah, that's, that's when mom got me um, an appointment to go see the astrologer. In, in Uruguay, who used to talk on the radio. And he's the one that suggested I get an Akashic reading, but at the time he only knew one person and she was in Argentina, and it was like $2,000 to go to that girl, by the way. Was it? Yeah, he told me that. And I was like, I don't have $2,000. Do you think it was like 2,000 pesos? 
I don't know. I think it I think it was it was a lot. It was no way. It was two thousand dollars. Lorena, this was when there was one like one person in, in like one person in your like no maybe it was more than one because she was I think she had two more people with her. So it was like three people in Uruguay were doing it. They weren't even teaching but it yet. Wasn't, it wasn't too far after that that I got the contact. It took a year. To. A year after that, Lorena. Okay, yeah. It took a year. That sounds about right. So they weren't yep. even teaching anyone yet at the time. It was just these ladies that had somehow began. And it had started with these three, like one or two people in Argentina and like three people in Uruguay. And So how did you know it was time to do level two? I did it right away, like one after the other. Oh, it was like level one, level two. Yeah. I, I said, sign me up for the next course. And then like, I remember just signing up as soon as I could, as soon as I could pay, like, which was pretty quick. Like I, mm-hmm. I gathered the money when I could and I just, I was like, I'm doing it. That's it. Wow. No, I, t- I took years to do level two and I did level one again um, with the same teacher I did level two with because my level one teacher was the same one you did, the first one. And I did it, the yeah, first, I did level first two reader. more than once. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, for me, it's such a different journey. And this goes to show, like, there's no one way we know that we're here to serve others, that we're here to help others, right? And there isn't one way to do that. You know, for some of us, it might be Reiki. For some of us, it might be just intuitive reading. Some of us could be the Akashic Records. Others might connect to other realms. Like, it's so varied. That's why it's so important to not compare. So, like, if that was my problem at the beginning of doing level two, I would compare myself constantly to Lou and how she was channeling. Oh, and I how was already doing it for like were. 10 years. I know, but even now I could still try to compare myself, but we're such different people. We connect with such different information. You know, we were talking about that on the Patreon because we did a whole message on Patreon for this month. We, we, we generally like what we do is generally, no, this is what we do every month. We (laughs) get together. (laughs) I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm I'm a little tired today. It's Monday. Um, We, we come together once a month with Lou and we pick a topic depending on what people want to hear in the Patreon group, I guess. Depending depending on requests. It comes up or what comes up, right? Mm -hmm. And this month we um, did a video slash channeling. So we channel and we, we talk about topics. We kind of go a little bit right. deeper than what we, we do, do on the podcast. Uh, I actually put it up a couple of days ago. It took me a while to get it uploaded. But we talked a little bit about your journey, what you're studying now. And oh, I totally forgot. The Akashic, record, <laughs> the Akashic Records and, you know, some things that we've heard about the Akashic Records being, um, like, hacked or... Um, oh yeah, we, yeah, yeah. So like they, they had come out that like some people were talking about that, and the idea was to clarify that or talk about it or see what. Yeah, what, so we yeah. went deep into that, and also about our, you know, we give it a little bit of an update. I think about our journeys, and one of the things we went into was you know what you're studying and what I'm, you know, I've officially signed up to study family constellations. It's been Yay. a couple of years I've been talking about it. So I finally did it. It doesn't start till September, and it's going to be two years of studying. So it's going to be a while. I, I definitely plan on applying some of the things I know, and I'm already kind of intuitive, intuitively doing that in some sessions with people, and it has had some really good feedback. But I'm eager to have the actual knowledge and be able to connect and practice. And this is what I kind of wanted to talk about today and what I've 
actually today or tomorrow, I'm going to be channeling about this as my personal message because Lou and I do personal messages too. We each channel individual things for each month on the Patreon. So we have a video and then our individual ones. And um, one of the things is, is that need for people to take the next step to help others on their journey as healers, as whatever journey. I think this doesn't just apply. Obviously, today we're going to be talking about like workers, healers, our journey as uh, our spiritual journeys, but this could be you and your career. This could be you and what you feel you need to accomplish in this life to make you feel like you're in purpose and aligned. But take this whatever way you want to, right? You know, it's time to take that next step because if I had stayed in level one and I hadn't, and I hadn't listened to that, to that message that I got about doing level two to be a reader for others, it came through so clearly because I was listening to myself. I was trusting the messages I was getting. I was connecting to myself. If I didn't listen to that, where would I be right now? I can't even, I can't even imagine. Like I'd still feel frustrated. I'd still feel, I don't know. And I think about all the lessons that have come with studying level two and, and putting it into practice and actually being there for people and being of assistance and service it's transformed my life. And I think when we align with those parts of ourselves, even though we might doubt ourselves, because obviously there were so many doubts in my mind, I was like, will I even be able to do this? It was so hard for me to do level one. What makes me think I'm going to be able to do level two, even though I'm getting these messages and I can feel it throughout my entire body. This is the path I need to take. It was scary, but I did. I tried not to doubt myself. I, I trusted the message that I got and I said, okay, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to study it. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. At least I gave it a try. And I, and I went in with all of my energy. Like I studied it within a month. I had already done level two and I already had people lined up because before I even finished the course, I'm like offering free sessions because you have to do some homework and stuff like practice. So I'd already offered sessions to people all over and I was like, I'm going to trust it. It's, it's going to be freaking scary because it was scary going on a call with somebody and being like, I'm going to channel for you. And I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know you. I don't know who you are. Like, it was amazing. Well, it was know, amazing. When I began, like, it, this was before the era of, like, doing it via Zoom, Skype, like, whatever, like... <laughs> I think I still had like messenger on my like computer. Like this is, I feel so old saying this. Oh my God. But like I remember people would come to like the house. Like I would have to give my address to people, like people I don't know. And they would call like my cell phone. (laughs) And it wasn't like back when you would have text messages, like people would call you. You'd have to answer and be like, hello? (laughs) Hi, is this Lucia? Yeah. I feel no so email. Old. You wouldn't even email. Like it wasn't just, no. it wasn't common to even email people. They would call your phone number and that's what they would pass around. And then, and then you'd give them, you'd like coordinate on the phone with them, tell them how much it was. They had to bring exact cash yep. <laughs> and they had to come any change to, yeah. And they had to, if, if, if you don't have change, let me know with time. Cause you'd have to go to like the kiosk or something and get some change. <laughs> yeah. And they would like walk into the house and you'd be alone with them in the house. It's weird. And like today I think about that, I think, wow, that was dangerous. <laughs> but how limiting that is too, if you think about yeah. the impact you can have on people around the world that resonate with your energy and want to work with you. I think if one thing that I truly believe the pandemic brought forward for so many of us, especially light workers and healers, is is more of a reason and proof that, I mean, we were already doing this work 
virtually before the pandemic hit. I was already doing yeah. readings online. I was doing it, but on, it, on it only confirmed before, yeah. it. All of like even my reader, she wasn't doing sessions online. The reader, our first Akashic Record. No, she reader, wasn't. The, she wasn't. No, but she's. I mean, she she's a bit older, and so I think it's a little bit more difficult she's not for that them. Much older than us. She's not that much older, but. No? I remember reaching out to her, right? This was before the pandemic hit, like probably like a year before or, or more. I don't remember. But I remember reaching out to her. I was like, hey, do you teach online? She's like, no. I was like, okay. <laughs> and I reached out to the other, my, my, my actual teacher. And she said, yeah, yeah, we can do it. And it was one-on-one. We did it on Zoom. But she didn't do her classes that way. She, she made an exception for me. And now... Everyone is doing things online. Everybody's moved onto this online platform, energetically speaking, even doing sessions online. So I, I reached out to her to get a reading probably a year or so ago because I wanted to like have that experience with her again to see what it was like. And I was like, hey, do you do readings online now? Now with like the pandemic and stuff, she's like, yeah, I only do readings online on like Zoom. I was like, Wow. I was like, that's interesting how that all of a sudden changed everybody. I mean, you know what I mean? Which is great for it's the amazing. world. Yeah. But she never considered that before. Do you know you what had I mean? A, first, you had to make sure that nobody was in the house. Yep. Or at least there was a room in the house that no one was going to serve you. You always had to keep your bathroom clean, guys, because that person always had to go to the bathroom when they arrived or right before they were leaving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just so many things. Like You always had to have like a glass of water ready for them and all this stuff. Like, like it was actual additional work than like... They're in their house, you're in your house, you get on two minutes, five minutes before, and everybody's comfortable in their PJs or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's changed it. I think that's such an interesting thing that I think a lot of us as light workers and healers have experienced during this, this last four years. Like, it's just been amazing. And I think it's just only solidified and made us more confident that what we're doing online can continue and can thrive and can be just as beneficial, if not more, like I always talk about in level two, in our level two course, like that I never did one-on-one face-to-face readings. I never, I never had that experience. I've maybe done it a couple times with people and I, that's not my comfort. That's, that's, I have to really get out of my comfort zone to do that. I thrive online. I completely connect with the person's energy. You started online. I started that way. I had done many, many years where it didn't exist to do it online yet. And I had to go through the transition of starting to do it online. And my first fear, and I had been doing it for years already. My first fear is like, am I going to be able to connect mm-hmm. with their energy in the same way when I don't have them? Because I would sit them right in front of me because that's what I had been taught. You yeah. had to sit the person right in front of you. So like, connect oh my goodness. With their energy. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, oh my goodness, am I going to be able to connect the same way? I had to go through that comfort zone issue of like the fear of I'm not going to be able to do a good channeling. When I don't have the person in the room sitting in front of me. Just look at family constellations. Yeah. That too. You can do that not only in group because family constellations in groups, in a group dynamic, in a group setting is phenomenal. It is so amazing. It is one of the nicest experiences I've ever had. But I've done it also online with Marina. So she she invited me to do one of her group, her group sessions and it was just just as impactful like a lot of us felt things. I was crying. I, it wasn't even, I was constellating. It was somebody else constellating. I, I believe that. I think that's part of what we're, the energy we're in moving forward of being able to like 
those lines are no longer like there's no black and white to it. It's like you can create anything you want. What do you want to create? Like ask yourself that. And I think pushing ourselves out of our, like you were talking about how you went from doing face-to-face readings to online readings, that's getting out of your comfort zone. Like for me, maybe in the future, it'll be maybe, maybe every now and then I'll do group settings in person or one-on-one in person just to work through some of that limiting and getting out of like the comfort zone too. Well, I, I thrive off of the, it's, it's a bit different. Like the I, virtual I had the aspect. experience of like, sometimes the person's like, you know, they come in and they're uncomfortable and they're walking into your house and like, it's a little uncomfortable for them. Right. And then you start the reading and sometimes for you and then you start the reading. But then the old, the one thing that does bring when I was doing the one-on-one that I cannot get online, even though I kind of get it a different way is that sometimes a person would feel so content and like the session helped them so much. I already believe that they, can I give you a hug before I go? And like, yeah. they'll give you a big hug and you know, it's like you can't, but still, even though I do them online now, the readings, you'll still get like a quick message after the person like left or or an email a few days later thanking you again. So like you still feel how much you help them and you still feel the appreciation. It's just that, that one scenario with the hug was something that sometimes happened that of course it's different now. Right. Yeah. Like something I'm trying to get out of my comfort zone. Cause we, we, when we did our level two, we also talked about how we work. So part of, part of the course is like business and how we each individually work and for me I lately I've been getting a lot of people like reaching out hey I have have one question like this thing came up can I ask a question I'm like well we'd have to hop on a call I'd have to open your records and a few people reached out I'm like maybe this is in I I feel this now I do emails sometimes like yeah I like I'd like to record my voice my only my only rule is I have to have read you before not because I'm like being picky, but because if I've never read you before, I'm going to probably going to try to get answer, an answer to that question. And I'm going to have so much to say. That's happening to me. And I, yeah. And I, I can't. And so I say like, if, if you had a read with me like before recently, great. You can send over like up to three questions and yeah. I do it just via email. And, and then like, I let them know I'm going to do it tomorrow and I do it in my time. They can even be sleeping and I'm doing it. Yeah, of course. Um, but I can't do it if they haven't done a reading with me recently because I get too much information and I like, I need, I have them from me. I need to explain stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel that. Yeah. Thankfully people already know and have done readings for me, but it's a service I'm going to start to offer very soon. Just, you know, cause sometimes people don't want to do a whole reading. They have a question that they need an answer on and the best thing is to open their records and to channel, to ask that question and channel without them having to go on a call. They, it, it's it just sometimes it's not feasible. They don't have time and they're, they have an urgency to it. Right. So that's even things like I said, Oh, no way. I'm never going to do that. <laughs> well, I'm feeling called to offer that now and, and change that up and do things differently. I think we're all getting asked to like step outside of our comfort zone. Those things that we said, Oh, I don't, yeah, no, that's not me. Or yeah, I don't think I can do that. It's like, actually, maybe you can. If you believe in yourself and if you're feeling really called and you're getting the signs and people like I always find it interesting for me when it's time to do things like things will start to happen or people will start to ask for it and I'll get the signs in that way. Like, hey, can I ask one question? Like, do you offer that service? And then I'm like, oh, actually, I don't officially, but yeah, I could. And the answers come back and it helps them. So I'm just like, all right, maybe I'm on the right path with this. Maybe I think it's not working and I have this belief system that thinks that I'm like 
that wouldn't work, but it's actually helping. So why wouldn't I offer that? Or why wouldn't I do this? Like family constellations was always like, oh, oh, I don't know. It's expensive. It's going to take time. Like, am I ready for this? Like, I've been thinking about it for over two years. I need to take that step. And also I'm finding that I'm getting to certain people in my sessions where I'm like, I keep, I keep telling them to go do family constellations and I, and I'll, and I have no problem. Like I will refer people to other people that I know that I know have helped me because I've had sessions with them. So I will refer them to specific people, but only because I've worked with them before and because I know that they can help them. It's so funny that I'm feeling like I want to help them exactly at the same time and both in our polar opposites of where we're both like always kind of pulled towards and for me, it's like, where do we come from? Who are we really? What's the universe all about? How do we get into the universe? How are we created? What's my soul attached to? <laughs> so I'm like d- deep diving into like the structure of the universe and how everything that we're going through was planned and what was the plan and how are we moving forward and like all of that. And you're always about like clearing stuff through, understanding yourself. So I'm more about like outside of the earth. <laughs> I'm, I'm very grounded. And you're I mean, very I have so earth, much earth yeah. in my natal chart. There's yeah. no way that I, I don't gravitate towards like the emo, like even my Scorpio rising. Like I just I gravitate towards emotions, understanding things at a deeper level, all of the time. Like I want to understand people. I want to understand where they're coming from. That helps me feel like, I I don't know. Like I can connect with people deeper. I can connect with myself in some way. That's why I always like like to journal and write and get into the emotions because I can't get... I also get very stuck in my head, so that becomes very difficult. I have to find tools and ways to get deeper. And I think the Akashic Records was that for me. That first session I had with that reader, it was like, oh, I'm out of my head. Like, I'm connected to myself. Like, I'm more than just this body grounded on earth, on dirt. Like, you know what I mean? It's funny. It the only so message hard. that my soul ever gave me directly, because... It was mostly like the masters talking in my reading, but the one message my soul gave me, which I thought she said a little bit bitch, yeah. <laughs> I remember thinking, well, wow, she's a little bit of a bitch. Um, but she was just being very firm with me. Now I understand that now. Like, wow, how many years later? I finally got it. Like 15 years mm-hmm. later, we'll see how you finally got it. <laughs> but she, she said to me one thing and I was always trying to figure out what it meant. And now, now that I'm doing this course, that's like, that's kind of, I think that's what she might've meant. She said, I need you to learn how the world really functions. Mm-hmm. And here I am the other, the other day I learned, uh, did you know that there's seven multiverses? You were telling me that. And yeah. we're, we're in one of those multiverses called Orvonton. And inside of there, we're one universe inside of that multiverse. And inside of there, we're one galaxy inside of that immense amount of galaxy. Like, I don't know. I'm just fascinated by all the stuff I'm learning. I'm like, oh my God. You're following your passion. Oh my God. I'm so and obsessed with And there's a it. reason why, I think that's also something I want to say, a couple things. But if you follow your passion, you're generally on the right path. Like, I'm passionate about helping people heal, but I'm also passionate about understanding our, like, where that pain's coming from. And I didn't. I don't control that. That comes through. Like the moment I kind of surrendered to my path as a reader, that was a moment that it started to manifest in that way automatically on its own when I was doing readings. The same thing for you, right? Like you gravitate towards certain subjects. And and even when the moment you, like when we do dual readings, like we'll both open somebody's records and we're on a call with them. 
Lucia will automatically go into a lot of this stuff. And I, oh, I'm fascinated by that because I'll listen to her and then she'll listen to me and we'll be like, this is all very well coordinated in the sense of like how one thing backs the other thing up. But at the same time, they're so different. I love the dual reading because I get to sit back and go, oh, Lorena will deal with the emotions for me. And I can just talk about <laughs> everything else. <laughs> yeah. It's great. But another thing I want to say is like, okay, the passion. You know, some of us don't know what we want to do. We know that we, we, we have some kind of healer or light worker energy inside of our, ourselves, but we're not sure what avenue to take. Follow your passions. For example, I was talking to somebody, I'm sure she might be listening to this, to this episode, but she was talking about animals and how she loves animals. And she reached out to me and she channeled some stuff about Sandy. And I don't want to call her out here just in case, but I said to her, you know what? Cause I kind of connected a little bit with her energy. I was like, you know, you love animals. It's, it's, it's kind of obvious that you'd go down this path of communicating, like animal communicator, keep working at it. Don't give up. And I think I know you're talking about, I think I know you're talking about. I know you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> but, Hello. She, <laughs> she's awesome. Like I said, you know what? And she has a lot of you're animals young. herself. She loves animals. She exactly. So I said, look, this is your path. Keep working at it. Like it's going to become clear what she, what she channeled for me was great. Like I was, I was impressed. I was like, that's amazing. Um, so I was like, you know, just keep working at it. It's like, I wasn't this amazing reader at the beginning. I still think I have a lot of work to do. That's another thing I want to say, like our journey as healers, light workers, and being of service to people never ends. It will always be constantly transforming and up-leveling. If we allow it to, we can stay stagnant, but I think at some point we're going to feel bored. We're going to feel stuck. We're going to feel like, I want something more. And I don't think as healers or light workers, we're meant to stay in one position or doing that one thing. We're always adding like tools to our toolkit because people will present themselves in our path. When we start to feel people coming to our, our, our sessions on our path and they're like, wow, I'm having this issue. And you know, you're not 100% prepared to maybe help them heal that. That's your, that could be, and that's how I'm feeling it now today like that's my sign because I know I love doing that like for example family constellations and people are needing that but I can't give it to them not officially not in like the most aligned way I can I can offer in some sense because I know some of this information and I'm downloading it but not the theoretical and like the practical sense of fully being able to show up and heal it for them, help them heal. I mean, that, I'm looking I mean? I, I'm for those that are listening. Like I have Lorena on camera. I see her while she's talking and just even the episode you can hear in her voice. You sound different from the moment you took, you made that decision. I can tell you're much more excited. Like you're happy. Yeah. Like you're, you feel purposeful. That, and that's, that's it. When, once, once you decide something, you're like, Oh my God, anyway, this feels right. Yes. Like that's it. There, you didn't make a mistake and stop doubting it and just freaking enjoy the ride, man. <laughs> Yeah, it's a journey. And we're, as healers and lightworkers, we're never going to, f- that's never going to end. And if we think it's going to end, then, then we're, I think we're mistaken. I mean, if, it's, if, it's, if it was ending, then you wouldn't have done that course and I wouldn't have started mine either. And why all of the lightworkers and healers we know are somehow always expanding in some way. And even if it's not studying, because let's, let's be, let's be real. Not all of us need to study. Some of us are just tapping further and further into our gifts and it's coming through in our or sessions. Push it or more, readings. expand it more or. Yeah. Just, allow yeah. it in, give it, give it space, per, like give it permission to come in. Like for you, it was 
connecting with Stu. I think that was another indicator of like how you're holding yourself back. I don't think I ever gave the just... name to anyone on here because I was so okay, like... Well, we just gave it. <laughs> if you want to hear more, go to the Patreon. Well, no, now you, you have know? to say who Stu is because everyone's like, what are they talking about? I'm pretty sure you've mentioned his Did name I? before. Okay. No, I don't know. Um, I, just mentioned I connect with an energy, a being that's in 8th Dimensional Octurus. His name is Stu. And I, I mean, I'm still a little uncomfortable talking about it with so many people, like um, Patreon smallers. And I like, I know everybody in the Patreon because we talk to everybody like almost every day. So like, I'm super comfortable with whatever crazy message I might be getting from Stu. Um, so I'm still, I'm still, that's another example. Like I'm still uh, coming out of my comfort zone with it. So my first Mm. step was I'm bringing it to the Patreon people and I'm comfortable there. And then, okay, maybe one day I'll get more comfortable to bring it more. But right now that's... (laughs) where where i am yeah but that was another indicator that you can't confine yourself just to connecting with the akashic records or something bigger for you so the i did another so this week i did my i had done my episode for the for the month and then i was about to do a reading this week and i had i never have that much time to meditate before reading i had extra time and so i i was like oh i'm just gonna enjoy the meditation a little bit longer i was kind of happy to do that so I was like, okay, and I was just in the middle of meditating, and I don't know how long I had been meditating, but then it was like I felt his energy right here, like right next to me, right next to my head. I said, oh, I know, I know this energy, and then I just felt the urgency. I'm like, okay, I heard, like I felt him say, like get write it. I got something to give you, like write it down. So I'm, and that was a progression. I used to get messages from him only in like meditative state. And then it progressed on to now I can actually like write it, type it like I were re- with the Keshek Records level one kind of thing, right? So I was like, da, 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 super quickly. And I don't even know what he's about to talk about. And I'm just like, oh, this is what he's talking about. Okay. <laughs> That's so cool. But I like, I was trying. So what I did was I, I, I shared it on the Patreon, like the whole thing he typed out, but I went on to read it chunk by chunk to everybody. Cause I'm trying to understand it. And what I wanted to make sure that everybody on the Patreon understood is, and, and people in general is just because you channel doesn't mean you can channel any energy. And you're like, I got every energy that can ever come through and I, I'm nailing it. I'm the master. Right. Like yeah. I'm actually getting used to his energy started a meditative state. And it was like, I felt like I had to force yeah. myself to like stay in that energy longer. To it was hard. I remember you telling that whole story on the Patreon. I was like, Oh my God. Like, yeah. Like my energy that was sounds really crazy. I could spend maybe five or 10 minutes with him. And then, yeah. and then, and then he knew when I was going and he'd be like, okay, well we'll meet up again, you know, whenever you're ready. And then it turned into now I can like, I guess you call automatic writing, right? It's channeling through mm-hmm. that. And, um, but still he talks in a different way than the masters do. So I'm still learning. He's still learning how I talk so can I can understand him better. And I'm still learning how he's using my process with me. So I'm still trying to figure out what he's meaning with certain things he's saying. Yeah. So it's like, it's just because I channel the Kashuk records for so many years, doesn't mean that like energy, any energy can come through. And I'm like, yeah, I got this. Yeah, I'm the, I'm, I'm the, no, no, not I'm all the, of us are attuned to that. No, yeah, so we're not all attuned to cert- all the energies. Like, you're obviously more in that energy to, to connect with other, other dimensions. Like, so it's like a new relationship. Like, you need a, yeah. it's like almost like a new friend, right? You need to learn how, what, like, you need to learn more about your friend. Like, how does your friend express themselves? And what are they saying? And what do they consider important? And what, you know, how, how do they want to care by taking care of, like, how do, what, how are they trying to take care of you, you know, and be fr- good friends with you? Like, I'm not trying to understand how he communicates still. So I was even telling people like on Patreon, I'm like, Hey, I think this is what he meant. 
if you guys like, if you guys think he meant something else, like I'm open to hear it because I'm still trying to figure figure it out. It's a journey, like you said. It's it's even with the Akashic Records, we're always constantly progressing. We're finding new ways to like receive information, new ways to communicate it, new ways to connect. So next step, you know? and you take the next step, and they take yeah, the, and then the just, next step. Yeah. I, I don't. I feel like if we're really on this path of healer and being of service to others through light worker or channel or whatever that is, you know, I say light worker healer, but to me, Akashic record reader is a healer. You really are a healer in many ways. You know, if you're on this path, then I don't feel like it ever really ends. We attune to certain things and then we're being called in different directions to keep assisting people further and further. And I think for a lot of us, like you were saying at the beginning, some of us have to teach. Like, well, we won't be able to escape oh, that. You're going to so have to teach. Long. And I had done, yeah. level one is, for those that don't know, level one is you're learning through your, your own Akashic Records. Level two is you're, you're, you're going to learn and you're preparing yourself to, to read other people's Akashic Records. And level three is basically you're preparing yourself to teach other people to do those two things that you just learned to do. Mm-hmm. And I remember I even telling you, I'm like, I'm just going to do it because I wanted... I just loved the Akashic Record so much and it, it did so much for me and I was already in the middle of it that it made sense to me to do level three. And I remember telling you and mom like, oh, I'm going to do level three. And it was like a three day retreat with everybody and the teachers. And, and I mean, I remember I had to like save up to go do it and everything. Like it wasn't yeah. something in Uruguay to save up that money. It wasn't easy. And I remember I was like, oh, I'm just going to do it because I just want to like learn as much as I can about the records and, and all this, but I'm never going to teach. I remember saying that I'm never going to teach. And then years go by and I remember like going, no, no, I'm not ready to teach. I mean, I don't know how many years I kept telling you, Lorena, no, I'm not ready to teach. I'm not ready to teach. I remember you saying that all the time. I'm like, what are you talking about? And when I was ready to. To me, you're such a great teacher. Like, you know, the confidence you have also because of the years of experience of doing this to me feels like it's such a gift. Like you can't keep that to yourself. Do you know what I mean? Well, I, w- I wouldn't have known I was ready till I put myself out there. And I started with, like, my best friend, Julio. And then I yeah. taught his parents. And I was doing it in Spanish in the beginning. And then I taught, his like, his parents. So I was picking people that, like, I was really comfortable with because I, I just was scared of feeling stupid. Like, I had I to come out of like that. I feel like it was a path we had to do together, probably. Yeah, maybe. Because then we came together and did it together, and it felt different. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. I don't know. That's just the way I see it. But but that's a good example for those that are listening. Like, it's a good example. Like for years I said, no, I'm never going to do it. No, 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 I'm not here to teach. Or, uh, like, I, I think it was just my confidence level with my, my own path and my own abilities. Even though I was totally confident with reading other people, I just wasn't confident saying, I know enough to teach you to do it too. Like I did not mm. feel that. Like I didn't feel like I was ready for that. Or that, that reminds me a lot of like even when we went into level two or when people study something to be able to become, to be of service. Like with, I, the only thing I can really talk about is just like, yeah, like level two, when you study to be an, uh, an Akashic record reader for other people, I always had this idea because even when I went to go get readings with our first reader, it was like, she must have it all figured out. She's channeling for other people. Like, she's got no problems in her life. Yeah. She's, she's totally set for life. Yeah. It's like, no, like none of us, too. none of us have it all figured out. It's a journey for each of us. Even like w- when we talk about also opening your own or opening others, you're always learning from the readings you're doing. You're always getting like, I always get that f- 
that finger pointed at me like, this is, this message is for you too. Hello. <laughs> like, and I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> Thanks. Received. Thank you. Like, it's not just about the person that's coming to you. You're learning with every reading and, and you'll find, and this is, you've talked about this a lot on here of like, when you were going through your divorce, you would get a lot of readings with people are in the middle or separating. And the same thing happens when, you and know, then I was thinking about leaving specific. the island and I was getting a lot of people asking, yeah. I'm thinking about yeah. leaving the island. I'm like, Oh my God, another one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because that's something that you need to look within yourself too, to figure out like, is it time for you to leave? Is it time for you to change? I think that's magical because then you're getting messages and receiving healing yourself. through. And the you don't feel alone because you you're encountering yeah. like a bunch of other people you're reading who are actually having really similar problems. You're like, Oh, it's not just me. Okay. Exactly. So it's not like, Oh, just because you become a healer or channeler or reader that your journey, no, you're learning too. And that has to be part of, like what you like decide to, right? It's like, I'm doing these sessions, but I have to, I have to be working on myself through all of this. Like, I can't just be sitting here and doing readings for others. And like, you know, I started therapy. I open my own records. I journal, like I get sessions. I do astrology. Like I'm going to keep going until the day I die. And I, I'm, and I'm, I'm I obsessed with learning. I'm like a, a, yeah. a learning, learning addict. but healing. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like figuring yourself out because the more you can do that, the more you're going to like allow those messages and allow yourself to flow with what's coming and be able to take those challenges without doubting yourself. Cause it's a journey for all of us. We're all on different journeys, but it's, it's, it's not like the end points here. Like if that's life, then that's not exciting at all. You know what I mean? Like no, at a soul yeah. level, we're not here to like, okay, accomplish this and then I'm done. Like, yeah, in certain sense, yeah, I guess. But in general, our soul's here to, to be on a journey. But also if it's something that you're passionate about, then you're, when you, when you like, you got there that you were looking, oh, I'm going to study this and do this and you get there, then you're like, oh my God, I kind of want to go further with this. Or I want to learn more. Like, it, yeah. it, it's it's because you're interested in that because you like it because if you don't like the subject or what you're studying then you're like oh god I have to go study that like mm. even the course that I'm doing now which I'm talking about like learning more about the universes and the races and learning about the structure of all this stuff like Lorena I'm studying additional material outside of like the class and almost yeah. every day and I, if I and sometimes I'll look at the time and go oh man I got to go like pick up Aurora and then do this and do that and cook dinner. And I'm like, and I wish I could just sit down and just keep doing that studying and read more about that. That's a good example of like, that's where your passion is. You could spend 50 million hours with it and like, and wake up the next day and still want to continue to do that. Yeah. 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 And not everything is going to be as literal. Like, for example, this is something that's coming to mind. I'm on my third year of astrology, but I've, I'm coming to some realizations with it of like, maybe astrology isn't going to be what I imagined in my mind it would be on my path. Maybe I need to incorporate it into my readings in a specific sense, find my way of working astrology into my Akashic Record readings, into my flower essences, because there's so many different ways you could do that. There's formulas you can create with specific natal charts and specific parts of your natal chart. And also like, with family constellations, like how, how can I make it my own? We always talk about like, don't copy what everybody's doing, figure your way of doing it. And that's where I'm at with astrology, for example. Like, I don't know if I will do 
full on natal chart readings. I don't, I don't know if I want to do that, but I think there's a reason I felt called to it. And like anything I've done, there's always parts of it in in my every day. So that's where I think, you know, I'm not going to look at this as a failure because I'm still studying it. I'm still really interested. I think it's fascinating. It's helped me, but I need to find my way of using it. I think astrology is great because it's been a groundbreaker for a lot of people to accept the spiritual world more. Yes. It was like a yeah. really good way to get people in there. Totally. I mean, in the last five years, or maybe, I think it's last, like maybe like last five years, so many people are like, oh yeah, my ascendant and my sun sign. And before, like, yeah. go 10 years back and people are like, oh, I'm, this is my sign. I'm just a Taurus. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm just Sagittarius. And now everyone's like, like what, what's, oh, a, what's a, what's a moon? <laughs> what's your ascendant? Oh, and blah, blah, blah. Transition's probably affecting That's you. Like very every, true. Now, everyone online knows about like all this stuff. And before, and I think it's a really good way. It like woke a lot of people up. So I think that the purpose of astrology on top of like the amazingness of the information, it's I think insane. it was like to really wake people up to something else. For me, that's why I liked humanistic astrology particularly because it it un, I helped me understand myself. And I think that could be human design for some people. They really resonate with that. It allows them to understand themselves further. Like use whatever it is that you feel works for you. And then does it, is it a passion enough of a passion that you could learn it and help others with it too? So those questions to ask ourselves and not everything has to be the same way somebody else does it. Could you not incorporate it into what you're doing? Like I said, like figure your way, make it fun, make it dynamic, make it unique. That's what the world's needing right now. That's what's important right now. And following your path, like, I think age is a huge thing that I kept thinking about, like, wow, I'm like turning this old and where am I at? And I think, you know, there's been a few people on my path that have shown me that it doesn't matter if you're 40 or you're 50, you can find things at any age. And if you have a passion and you feel called to it and you're going to apply yourself and work hard. And also there's a reason why you're still here. Maybe that's the reason. Maybe you're supposed to go down that path. Of course, of course. And people will show you the way. People, family, friends, you'll get the messages. Just we need to be open to listening and receiving them. Let me just put in there, sometimes not even people you know, sometimes a stranger will like say of something course. random. You'll be like, wait, why did they just say that to me? Yeah, of course. Yeah. No, it's true. Very true. Very true. So I guess... One last thing before we we close off the episode. What advice do you have for anybody wanting to take the next step or not or doubting themselves or like what what advice would you have for for people right now? Hmm. Just try to place yourself on the path of what really makes you excited. Lights you up. So you were talking about like someone you know with a dog and like it doesn't have to be like you need to work in a shelter, like, right? Or, you know, I want to be a healer. I, I'll Reiki. Reiki is the only option. Like, look outside and see, like, what is Flower the subject? Essences. Yeah, what is the subject? What's the thing that interests you? What have you been called to? What have you been called to understand better? What have you been called to, like, learn more about? Even Google. Like, are you? what are you Googling that you're like, oh, this is interesting? Maybe one day, right? Yeah. Like, no, no, not maybe one day. Now. <laughs> Unless the course starts in like, not just not right now, but like, no, now, like, 
Yeah. We're, you know, we're here and we're, we're in a time where this is, this is the year to like do that. And, um, I think this is the year where we're supposed to really wake up our passions and our, our desires and really align with our purpose. Amen. My advice for my journey would be work through your limiting beliefs and really work on trusting, listening to yourself, connecting with your desires more. Because I think for me, my thing was I didn't know what I want. I didn't know what I desired because I never allowed myself to, to go there because I didn't feel deserving of that. Even like, you know, we talk about sometimes like the deservingness part with the Akashic Records. That even came up in one of the level one courses that we did where there's a question that had to be answered and I was all over it. I was just like, Oh, oh my gosh, this, this was question was for me. I was a little me. bit. Now I remember. Oh yeah. yeah. And that's where I realized, wow, I really don't feel deserving of being a reader. Like what is going on? So that's presented itself in my, in my journey in different ways. We talked about and that before. Out, that was a really, yeah, that's we a talked really good about example. It before, yeah. yeah. And I think that's fascinating that it'll manifest in different ways. So it doesn't have to necessarily be on, as a light worker, channeler, or healer, but figuring out what could be holding you back. That's going to help every aspect of your life, especially when you need to take that next step in believing in yourself and connecting with your desires, your passions. Like, where are you holding yourself back? Because that, that's going to that's gonna hold you, you back in every aspect of your life. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm not laughing at what you're saying. I'm laughing because I'm remembering the scenario. I'm like, no, you're not it listening to me, Lorena. <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> People were like in the class. It was a bunch of us in the class too. We were, we was on zoom and we we're like, I was like, Oh God, the level, oh, the no. level one course, like when we do it on like live, I mean, people have already hold this, heard the story, but maybe not everybody. Like when we do it live, like zoom live, um, there's after like we, after we had the first day of class, since I'm the one that wakes up in the morning first, I already like tuned into the energy of the group. And then I opened up my cash records. And in the morning I, get what questions the cash records want us all to ask. Cause these are, these are people that are doing level one and they're going to ask their first questions and the cash records give the questions that they should be working on. Most of the time, those are questions that go like specifically to people that need like to ask that or something they need to work on, or it could go to various people. Well, they sneaked in uh, something for Lorena over there. Like, <laughs> cause Lorena and I are channeling the same questions as everybody, all the students as well. Yeah. We're channeling with you guys. Yeah. So the question was, what do the Akash, I, I mean, I can't verbally remember exactly how it was, but something like, what do I, what, what does Akashic Records bring to my life? And what this, this problem, guys, this like problem started before we got on the call with the students, because what <laughs> I usually do is I say, Lorena, these are the questions Akashic Records wants to do today. One, two, three, Copy, four. Copy, paste. Copy, paste. That's it. And so Lorena goes, Luke, can you just check those out? Because uh, you have the same question twice. I said, really? And I looked again. No, Lorena, that's fine. Okay. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I don't know what we ended up in, but you kind of agreed with me, but I think you were kind of still iffy about it. We get into the class and Lorena goes, Hey, before we get on the call with everybody, Hey, by the way, just make sure to double check the questions. Cause I think you had more than one repeated. I said, no, I, let me, what you keep saying this to me, Lorena. <laughs> and like my Sagittarius Lucia is coming out. What are you talking about? I don't see anything. And then like around the call with everybody. And then we start sharing the questions with everybody. And it's the same ones that I had channeled. And Lorena goes, okay, let's skip this one because we already did this one. I'm like, what are you talking about? We didn't do this question. It's not the same question. It's a different question, Lorena. Like, <laughs> and, and I was like, I had my records open. Of course, I said, Lorena, that one's for you, by the way. 
Like, stop yeah, rejecting pretty, the question. It was, pretty, it was pretty cool when we when I actually went into my records and asked the question, and it came. And I actually, it really helped me actually when after that because I went into that. It, it really made me reflect on myself as a reader and how I was showing up for people, and that helped me take the next step. Like, <laughs> in front of the students, it I had to help. like explain to you what each question was trying to like get. They needed to hear that too, I think, because they Y'all needed to, they needed to hear me go through that so that they could feel themselves reflected uh, definitely. back like, on the that. Classic, classic records are sneaky. They they know exactly they're what so they're doing. sneaky sometimes so, in a good way. So know? the question, first question was, what does the classic records bring to your life? And the second question was, what do does the classic records? What do you bring to the akashic records? Yeah. Otherwise, like it's the same question. No, it's, it's not the same. <laughs> one is what they're giving you. The other one's where you're giving them. Yeah, but I don't understand. What do you mean you don't like, understand? How am I going to give them something? You're like, obviously what? helping. You're part of their plan somehow. You're, you're, there's something you're doing for them as well. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a back and forth. It's Lorena. <laughs> it was so weird, but awesome at the same time. Yeah, I love that that happened. It's magical. I love that. Yeah. So yeah, work through your deservingness, work through your limiting beliefs, work through, you know, I think this is where a lot of, this is why I go a lot into the childhood, the trauma, your upbringing, your inner child, that is never going to be wasted. If you, if you work on that and heal that, that's going to help you on your whole entire journey with your relationships, everything. That's just my advice. My friend the other day, we had dinner, we had dinner because I was talking about how I see you like differently, your energy and you're excited. She saw me one day because we went to the beach and then she saw me seven days later. And between those days, I'd done the course, the first day of course, and I started studying it. So seven days later, she sees me and she, she looks at me. She says, you look different. You look, you look really happy. It's almost like you're radiating happiness. I'm like, dude, I feel so freaking aligned with myself right now. And I just love everything that I'm like learning. And I just, I, I, why didn't I do this sooner? <laughs> well, actually, yeah. this course didn't exist sooner. But still, like, why did I understand that I wanted, needed to know this stuff sooner? That I wanted, I wanted to know this stuff sooner. Yeah. And also, that's a good point you're making. The right teachers and the right people will show up on your path when it's time. We always say that, like, if, if you're getting a reading, a session, a healing, you're learning, make sure you're aligning with the right teachers that feel aligned. You're not forcing it. It feels like you just feel drawn to them in some way. We did that and it's worked out for us. And I feel like most people that say that they did that also feel like they aligned with the right person at the right time on their path. I had done so, level two with yeah. a teacher. She didn't feel aligned. She didn't feel aligned to me. And then I went to the teacher that you did, right, as well for level two. And then, because she, she was, like, she was kind of, what she was teaching and how she was explaining things and what she believed in, even though we're talking about the cash records, I was like, I don't really, I feel like that's not, some of what she's saying is not true to me. And it made me feel really, like, it made me doubt myself a lot. And it limited you. It limited my readings a lot. And I didn't want to have that limitation. But I would, since I was just learning level two, I was like, is it just, is she right? Or is it me? Like I couldn't figure it out, but I was like, okay, that's it. I'm going to do level two with somebody else. I'm going to try it out and see, maybe I figure out the same thing. And then I just confirmed that she was like that, you know, I just need to accept that or something. And then I ended up learning from my teacher. I'm like, no, what you did was what you feel and what you think and what you're channeling is fine. Yeah. And so I was like, but I think also you had to go through that to realize that that's not the kind of reader that you, you needed to be in this life because you already felt it within yourself that it just, it was too limiting. 
Yeah. So that was a good example. That's what I'm saying. That was a good example. You're saying like, if someone's a tr- you're attracted to someone, maybe that's the person that's supposed to heal you. Maybe that's the person that's supposed to work with you. Maybe that's the person that's supposed to teach you, right? Mm-hmm. No, I completely agree with that. Yeah. All right. I think, I think this really is just an episode to help you guys trust that it's time to step it up to take that next step, to follow your passion, your desire. If it's just starting on this journey of becoming a healer, something that you know that's inside of you, a channeler, but you're not trusting it, this is your sign to trust it, to start doing what you need to do, to put in the work, to to reach out to the people you need to reach out to and to further your your kind of your teachings and your your learning if needed at this point in your journey. Trust that. And if you feel stagnant, there's probably a reason for that. You're not moving. You're not doing what you need to do. You're, you're resisting. You're not getting out of your comfort zone. The moment you do that, if you feel free, if you feel open, then you've done the right thing. You know, we both feel that way right now. And I think it's something that, at least like I said, this is a message I've gotten and then I'll be channeling about on the Patreon this month. Like, there's no waiting, guys. Like, come on, just do it. You know, put 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 your... Put in the battery, put in your, your batteries and just start doing to start moving, move yeah. forward. And this for me came after I did my novena, my never nine candles where I asked for alignment and clarity and part of what I was asking for. And then, then I signed up like, boom, out of nowhere. Just, I found this course out of nowhere. Like I knew right away I signed up and now, so it's like, maybe, maybe do some things you need to before to help you figure out or I'll gain clarity or feel that push or something. Maybe you don't know right now because some people have that. So whatever it is that you're attracted to, right? Yeah. For me, it was creating a lot of time with meditation and going inward and journaling. That took, I went to therapy for a while and that, that's when I got the clarity for level two, but I hadn't gotten that before that. It was such a, even the podcast, like we have to do a podcast, like that has to happen, like we're doing it. So it all comes, it starts to become clear. We start to get the messages with clarity when we're also in alignment with ourselves when we're listening to ourselves, when we create space and time and awareness and the willingness to listen to ourselves, we have to create that ourselves. We, we can only bring that forward. No one can bring that to us. But yeah. All right. So just, I guess, a couple of reminders um, that we will get, we're going to link below in the show notes or the description bar, depending on if you're listening to this on YouTube or in podcast format. Um, all the links to our courses. So I'll try to put a link to our Udemy courses, but also to our level one and level two courses. We came out with level two a couple months ago. So if you are feeling called and you resonate with our energy and you want to learn to read other people's Akashic records, you know, we, we couldn't recommend the course enough. We created it, we channeled it. Heart and souls into that course. Yeah. It's a very good course course. and it prepares you in every aspect from channeling to business. And I think, I, I don't know of any other courses. I haven't learned that myself in any other courses. So, um, yeah. And then we're working currently on our candle magic course. So we'll keep you guys posted on that, which I think could be really helpful for many of you. I mean, it gave me clarity and alignment. It gave you clarity. Yeah. <laughs> I still have to do my, I'm doing, I'm going to do a whole ritual on abundance. I'm going to try to, do it. I'm going to try to record. I'm doing it my own way. Like I know, I know the concepts, but I want to try to doing my I'm, I'm, I'm like testing things out. You know what I mean? Like I'm getting curious. I'm trying to have fun with it too. Um, so yeah, I think that's it. I don't know if you want to mention anything else. No, just maybe a quick reminder that we, we do. Cause it's sometimes like I assume people know, 
but every once in a while we get like new people and I think they some people just don't know that we do readings still yeah um, we so channel for people. Lorena does a casual words reading. I do casual words reading, and then we also do dual readings, which means that we both go into your casual records at the same time, and we're both channeling for the individual at the same time. Yeah, we'll put all of our contact details below, and also a reminder that we have a few package uh, deals going on. That we've, we, I mean, they're they're not new; they've been going on for a while, but they include. Dual readings, some flower essence, and also angelic healing, which Lou does, which is amazing. So there's like little packages. I think there's four packages that we have available, and they kind of intertwine some of those healings. And they're at a discounted rate. So I'll link that below too. And we wish you luck on this journey, guys. Like, we really hope that you're listening to yourselves, that you're taking the steps that you need to take, trusting yourselves, and realizing this isn't just about you. This is about the people you're going to help, the people you're going to be of service to, the people you're going to assist, the people you're going to help heal. Like, this is serious. You and know, actually, next year, you 2023, holding yourself back, like, it's a year. You holding yourself back holds everything back. Yeah. I love that you said that because, I mean, for me, next year is the year that a nice amount of people are going to come out of their, you know, their sleep. People that haven't, mm-hmm. that are not listening to this podcast, that they're not awake yet, they're going to need a lot of assistance we need more people to be doing this stuff more because it's like more people going to wake up and those people are going to need assistance so those that are here to do that need to like step their game up and get ready because those that have been asleep are going to need that assistance assistance they need it yeah i'm going to send you guys lots of love light confidence just reassurance and just ask that you guys get all the signs that you need and take the necessary action on your path you deserve it and only you can create that change so trust yourself and do what you need to do and we're here to support you guys so feel free to reach out dm us we're here we love you guys thanks again for all your support and we will see you guys on the next episode bye guys bye guys thank you thank you thank you